do it. You can't do it, you fool. You're not going to break through this wall, man. You are never going to do it. You're weak. Attack lights, not others. With Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. What is the biggest and longest wall? It's the one that's in your head. If I can say that I have done anything in life with a, a sense of purpose is I bring people to that wall, that big and long, nasty wall, every day. What is that wall all about? It's an interesting thing. Everyone has one. They're all a little different, some a little higher, some a little shorter, some a little longer. But if we want to go somewhere, we have to take a sledgehammer and we have to knock that wall down. And then the wall will come back up sooner or later again. And you have to knock that wall down. That's what the bridging program is all about in the martial arts. The belt process of white to yellow. That yellow is the first wall then orange and all of you that have trained in the martial arts know that wall and it's not just the martial arts it could be diving it could be any any aptitude test any athletic endeavor it could be running in the desert there's a wall that could sometimes getting up in the morning is the wall it appears in my head all the time but here's the thing when you're with a group of people that are also coming up to that wall it's so much easier and when you're a part of that relationship of that energy, the sledgehammer is a heck of a lot bigger. And it helps you knock that wall down. It could be push-up 23 for some of us, number two. It could be push-up number 300. But when you get to that number, you're going to see the wall. You're going to see it in your head. And it's going to say, you can't do it. You can't do it, you fool. You're not going to break through this wall, man. You are never going to do it. You're weak. And then all of a sudden, you get to 301, you get to number three, you get to number nine, and you just step out. You get one brick down that wall, just enough to knock the rest of them down. And all of a sudden, the wall disappears. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I did it, man. I can't believe. And it might be something as minor as a push-up or a pull-up or a front kick that you did a thousand times. Finally, the perfectionist skill appears and the wall disappears. I'm going to give you a, a really big compliment. It's very well-deserved. One of your greatest gifts, one of your greatest talents has been able to break down that wall in your students. Now, you're in your 60s. Mm -hmm. You've worked for that. But in your 20s and 30s, you still, you had that gift of breaking down that wall. That's why you were and are such a successful martial arts teacher I'm curious, do you know where that came from? The ability to take the people to that wall, the breaking point, but not breaking them. You pushed them and you pushed me, you pushed us right to the breaking point, but you didn't break them. Yeah. Because there's the point of no return. There is. Let's face it. People abuse it. They misuse and abuse their own power. Yep. You never did that. You don't do that. You didn't do it for your own kicks, your own agenda, your own jollies. But you knew that the only growth, the more you push, the more growth came. If you don't push hard enough, there's no growth. It's like going to the gym and doing a, yeah. a light, uh, you know, whatever, 20 reps no, of you five pounds. Your muscle doesn't grow from that. Right. I, I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, it's thank you for that compliment. I mean, But it's look, true. Well, if Where the, did it come from? I, I, you know, I don't know. I think where it came from in me. I think a lot of things, I think um, I had a lot of failure, you know, um, and especially 
in my childhood growing up, a lot of insecurities that I had to deal with internally. Um, I know that the that particular spark, that flame came from the interest in the martial arts. Um, once that started in me through the training, it got a hold of me and it slowly kind of reconfigured my roadmap. It slowly uh, started changing in me. And I think it's because I experienced it. Um, now, look, I still have those those times where I feel uh, incomplete. I still have those times where I lack the self-esteem, especially when I'm taken out of my own world. Man, when I'm taken out of my own world and I'm put in somebody else's world or some area where I'm not familiar with, the confidence is not as strong as it is in my dojo, you know? Mm. And so I experience it just like anybody. And by still doing it and still being in the arena, I'm still experiencing it. I can still teach it and I can still remember it. One more thing. Yes, people who are coaches and and great teachers. My uh, uncle was a great football coach. I used to always admire him because he was in his 80s and he was still out in the field with these guys uh, getting on a three-point stance. And he had a great record um, with his high school football team. And colleges were after him. And he could have gone places, but he says, no, my place is here with these high school students because he said, I think I can give them the best growth of their life now. So he sacrificed that. He was a great man. And his name was Dick Hoover. If you want to look him up, he's on YouTube. They dedicated the football stadium to him. But I think maybe some of it's innate. Maybe some of it's just part of my uh, uh, culture growing up. But I know one thing is when you are a coach or a sensei or a teacher and you have that, let's say, power in your hand to actually want to try to change a person's thought process because it starts with the thoughts. It's a huge responsibility. It is. Because you can tip over that edge and take advantage quickly. And so many have in the past. You could do damage that cannot be undone. Yeah. Permanently. Correct. I check my conscience with my God every day. Period. That's it. That keeps me straight. That keeps me straight. keeps me on the mark. It keeps me where I want to go. If I don't do that, all the accolades... All the things turn into my ego and can get ahead of me. And then that is extremely dangerous. But thanks again for that compliment. Well, no, appreciate yeah, that. yeah, but I, and I'm not keeping this going just to blow smoke, just to keep it going for the sake of talking more. But every person is unique. Every person is their own unique person. Different people had different breaking points. And you have that ability to read that person. That's a really neat thing that I seriously would like to uncover because I want to know. Because... When you say you check your ego and you check in with God, that just means you're, you know, you're not going past the breaking point, but how do you know how far to how do you know that uh, I could have gone more? I could have gone more then because it, they're not going to grow as much unless you push them right up to that wall. I'm sure there's many that maybe I push too far, you know, but I, I don't know, but I do, I knew, I do know you learn and through trial and error, but what it, what it does, it brings back to memory a commercial I saw a long time ago on YouTube. I don't know if it was for Nike or what, what it was for. It's this, this high school stadium. And this, uh, this new kid is trying to you know, break into the fold of his high school buddies in the football. Coach says, tell him to get down. And he, you know, he blindfolds him. He puts a blindfold over his eyes. and He gets on all fours on the field. He gets a big he- the biggest, heaviest guy he could find. And he puts him on the back of this guy, kind of bear hugs him as the student is on all fours, ready to crawl. And this big guy's hanging on his back, got his legs up in the air, and has just added weight for him to crawl. And he starts crawling and crawling and crawling. And he does a push-up. And he drops down on his four knees. And he's listening to the coach. And the coach is in front of him. And he's saying, you got 10 more yards to go. And the guy's just 
just he can barely move, you know, and he's he's crawling. He does another set of push-ups. He's got 10 more yards to go. The kid doesn't know the goal. He's blinded. He doesn't know how far he has to go. What the coach is just trying to find out is what kind of spirit does he have? Mm-hmm. Can he do it? Can he get there? And then finally, when the kid's totally exhausted, and he's probably gone up and down the field, he has no clue how many yards he went. Coach takes the blindfold off, and he says, you didn't quit, kid. You're part of the team. And that's it. See, it's like that's what the SEALs strive for. That's what the Rangers strive for. That's what all levels of aptitude, of great colleges, of great thinkers, of great times, strive to see how far the spirit can be pushed. The spirit is what will enable you to go beyond the doubts of your mind. The spirit is going to enable you to go beyond the doubts and the pain of your physical body. It's going to make you stronger and push you to your potential. And then the idea is to stay there and take that wall down. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. For more on our way of life through the martial arts, subscribe to our podcast. AttackLifeNotOthers.com This has been a Steve Mittman Social Media creation. 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 Steve Mittman Social Media.com